welcome back to another Daily Walk. So today I actually wanted to spend some time talking about compromising in the culture. And uh, this is kind of a problem that I'm seeing more and more as we are experimenting with different business trends, business models in churches. Uh, and not just in churches, but as a society as a whole. Um, and one of the stories that struck me as interesting this week um, that I watched was uh, the story about... Um, you know, the progression of where the Boy Scouts are going. And of course, the Boy Scouts used to be an organization that was, it was, it was founded initially on, on, if not Christian, then at least deist principles where they believed in, in a God and they looked up to, to the God. They had reverence for your God. You had reverence for your country. Um, the resulting outpouring was that you do good works and they had a moral code of conduct and that was also good. And, uh, so much so that about 15 years ago, a battle started to rage on the homosexual movement because of course that was, uh, gaining a lot of ground. Of course, we're in this, um, in this um, culture right now where, you know, that was made legal across the land. And as I've said, you know, I, it, I don't care as much uh, because the scriptures were written and the church thrived in a place where these things were the, the lay of the land, if not the law of the land. I don't know if you could necessarily say they were the law of the land, but the lay of the land for sure. So I don't really care about all of the circumstances and situations surrounding me in, in light of all that kind of stuff. That doesn't necessarily bother me quite as much. The thing that starts to bother you and, and should bother us all is as these good organizations start to compromise in the culture. So as I'd said 15 years ago, a wage started to, uh, a war started to get bat, uh, waged along the battle lines of the homosexual movement. And uh, they were, they were, and I can't remember all the, the play out, whether they pulled out of United Way or uh, whether that was kind of their only option because United Way adopted a stance to say, um, you know, you you can't look at gender as uh, you can't look at gender and and you know sexual attraction as as part of your uh, as part of your your recruitment process or, or anything. Well, Boy Scouts, if I remember, they took a stand against that, and I think that what ended up happening is they separated out uh, because they said no, we want to take a strong stand at this, and eventually. Uh, eventually, as as more and more criticism came in from uh, a very loud minority, eventually, first it became that homosexual kids were allowed in, but homosexual leaders were not, and then eventually they succumbed to that, and you know homosexual leaders are allowed in, and and homosexual kids are allowed in, and and the reason that's an issue when we bring it up is because this is a group that was founded, and even in their scouts motto and manual still makes references to God, but you're doing things that the scripture specifically says. A, a believer is not to do. Now, again, we can argue, is this a God or is it a Christian God? We'd have to dig into the, the greater origins to determine that. Um, but then what would happen is um, another battle started to wage. And that as of earlier this month, now girls were allowed in the Boy Scouts. And so they had to drop the boys. And so now it's Scouts BSA. Uh, and so now girls are, are allowed in there. And, and at the younger ages, yeah, no big difference because, you know, boys and girls uh, prior to, to puberty are generally, 
generally about the same in in many respects. But then they start to diverge off and start to say it's caused by the differential hormones that our bodies secrete, cause us to differentiate into different people. And at that point in time, and I've known people in Scout, and uh, they started to say that that even up to the last couple of years has just been been crazy. And he hadn't seen the movie Lord of the Flies, but that's the picture. You know, the adults were nowhere to be found off doing their own adulty things, leaving all of the kids to come together and do what they wanted. And that's kind of the way he described it. Well, now, of course, girls are allowed in the Scouts. And the, the controversy came up regarding this uh, the Jamboree coming up in West Virginia in 2019. And some more conservative outlets jumped on it saying that, that oh, for the first time. So I did a little bit of research and it turns out that no, um, the things I'm talking about are not for the very first time coming up at this year in response to this. The issue is, is that at this 2019 Jamboree, which is an international scouting event, condoms will be made available. And a lot of conservative outlets jumped on that and said, what's going on uh, with all of this? And uh, it turns out that that had occurred as early. We have records of that as early as 1992. It has to do with the World Scout Organization. Apparently there's one scouting organization and they require condoms to be made available at any scouting event that they have anything to do with. So that's why the scouts are having this. It's not some radical change in their policy now. It's just that this is in the midst of all of the other scouting controversy. This is what caused a lot of a lot of issue. So why are we divulging down this crazy path talking about our walk in Christ and our daily walk? Well, the reason is, is because what happened is this organization slowly bought into the things the culture said to. Reticently, for sure, but it was either buy in or die out. And you have to wonder, did they make the right choice to just buy in or should they have died out? And that's the question we want to ask. And I don't have a specific answer. Some people obviously are going to come to the comment to say, I was in scouts and it was a, it was a valuable thing for me. And, and, um, uh, I don't want to see that die. So it's, it's better to, to buy into the, the cultural demands. And other people would say I was in scouts and it was a valuable time for me to be, a man and learn how to do manly things as, as a teenager growing up. And so I don't want to see girls. And so I find this an abomination. And other people will say, boys, girls, jamboree, West Virginia, condoms and alcohol. Holy moly. What are we asking for? Um, you know, a scout making factory as one guy said, and that's not going to be the situation. I hope, I hope. But the problem is, is that what happened is they had to ask hard questions about it. And the reason this is so important for us as Christians, now, if this were a Christian group, a decidedly evangelical Christian group, and they did this, I'd say, close the doors, lock it up, and let it die. Because you're not representing what the scripture teaches. But it's not a group like that. It is a technically a secular group that makes some lip service to God, as it were. And that's also an important distinction. Because what we need to look at is, let's take this outside of the scouts, because we don't want to turn this all into the scouts. Let's turn this inwards. Let's look at our own selves. Let's look at our own lives and our own hearts. The take-home message is this. As the world beckons, 
Do you assimilate or do you stand firm on the word of Christ? And a few biblical passages come to mind. And like I said, I, uh, if you follow this channel, you know I don't carry a Bible out with me when I do these most of the time. So these are from the cuff. Uh, so the first one is from Matthew. I want to say it's around chapter 12. Just look it up anywhere. Parable of the sower. He goes out and he's sowing his seeds. And some of it falls on the rocky path. And, you know, those never spring up at all. And some of them throw land on the fertile ground and produce a crop a hundred, you know, ten, a hundred thousand fold times more fruitful. Those two are easy to deal with. Okay, these guys are not saved. Okay, these guys are saved. Where we have a little bit of murky water in this parable is right down the middle. The two that are thrown, the one into the shallow soil because it shoots up fast. This is the guy that he dives in. He's like, I'm going to change the world for Jesus until next week. And then... He leaves because his his Friday night drinking buddy laughed about, laughed at him hard. Um, you know that is the person, and that's what Jesus says: the person who is sown into the shallow soil, he shoots up fast, but when persecution comes, it stifles him. That's hard to deal with because we don't know is this a saved person or a not saved person. We just don't have enough analysis to know for sure. And then you have on the flip side of that, you have the, the other difficult seed. And this is the one thrown among the patch of thorns like is next to me here. Whereas it's growing up, it comes up, but then all of the thorns come in and surround it. The cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, um, all of these things choke it out and it becomes ineffective. That one we don't know. Is this a saved person or a not saved person? There's good arguments on either side of the coin. And I address some of those in my book, Testing and Temptations. Um, so I'm not going to talk about that specifically here, but that is where we are, is we are rising up in Christ and the worries of the world are around us or the persecution are around us. So we're talking about either one of these seeds applied to our own life. Are we going to back down from the commands of scripture or are we going to stand firm on the word of scripture? And let it. Of course, there's another uh, another one comes to mind, and that is when Jesus says, "If you if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. And if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven." And that's another application we can take that particular verse because this is a group of people who did a good a lot of good things. They had a lot of good stuff coming for them, and they looked at the worries of the world. They looked at the persecution. They looked at the challenges. They looked at the demands made from outside sources, and they bowed to the culture. And what ends up happening is people are leaving the scouts in droves. It's not a lot different from our lives. If we start doing that, we will start to compromise our God for the sake of the world. And that's the one thing we're commanded not to do. Remember, James says in chapter 4, you adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with this world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever makes himself a friend of this world will make himself an enemy of God. And we're not talking about running around being a jerk. We're talking about standing firm on Scripture, loving people enough to boldly and kindly say, okay, I understand that, or no, maybe it's time that we, uh, we step back from this and move a different direction. And that's kind of the, the heart that I take it when I, I don't take leaving churches uh, lightly. And you know, I left a church about a year ago over this type of stuff. It's like, if you are going to compromise the culture for the sake of not offending ungodly people who deny the scriptures, 
I'm sorry, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want to be standing too close to you when the lightning bolts come. I'd rather stand on the firm word of God because it's the only thing we can stand on that is a firm enough ground to hold us firm when the storms come in life. We can't rely on the shiftiness and the shakiness of of cultural trends as they come and go. Uh, And I've said this before, but it's worth bearing now since uh, I've already probably made some people mad. If you look at the the direction of homosexuality, understand that 20 years ago, homosexuality was a taboo pro, you know, a taboo topic. 10 years ago, we were talking about it in battling lines. As of right now, it is completely, it is a constitutional right now. And to be honest, if, as long as a person isn't saying, we're Christians, I'm okay with that because I'm not going to expect a person who doesn't believe in my God to obey my God. Okay, I'm talking about the Christian as a whole, and I told you about a church I left because the pastor wanted to say that the Bible's not all that clear about male and female roles, and I completely disagree. Um, But as I dive into this, if we start to accept what is the cultural norms as the establishment for our church, understand that the same things the homosexual movement was doing 20 years ago, which moved things from complete taboo into realm of conversation, into full constitutional legality, is the exact same stuff the pedophile groups are doing right now. So if we are borrowing from the culture in 20 years, sex with kids is going to be okay. And that's a problem. Because that is the challenge with taking the cultural acceptance as a role. We have the word of God to stand firm on. We need to stand firm on that. And if that means we die under persecution, then so be it. I'd rather die under persecution defending my God than live in the presence of man compromising my faith and come to Jesus at the end of my life and hear, I will deny this man before you, Father, because he denied me before men. Take that as the application. Take that as the application. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.